Welcome back to the Sports Booth Podcast, a delayed episode. Uh, low, low. Luke had some business on Monday to attend to, but we are back virtually because we uh, strive to give you guys this podcast. We, we we find times in our schedule to give you guys the podcast. So me, my co-host, Husey, joins me again. Hello, Husey. How are you? Yep. I'm well, thanks. And just to just to emphasize on that point about how much how passionate we are about this, today is my 30th birthday, oh. and I have made time for you fans of the Sports Booth podcast <laughs> to be here and record an episode. What um, an man. Nothing I'd rather be doing on my 30th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all, of course. Joining joining me yeah. to talk about sport. That's what, what more could you hope for? Exactly. I, 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 I truly yep. believe you. Um, mm. So yeah, on the podcast today, other than celebrating Husey's birthday, which we'll probably bring up at any <laughs> opportunity he'll get, um, Super Rugby, NRL Round 11, where we go through the good, bad and the ugly of the round as we do every week. Uh, yes. But touching on US sports, probably basketball as we move in to closer to the finals mm-hmm. time and the EPL wrapped up and a bit of other sports there that wrapped up leagues over the world wrapping up in football. But without further ado, let's kick straight into Super Rugby. Winners of the week. Uh, because I run through, obviously, I do a weekly sports review or rug, uh, Super Rugby Pacific review. You jump onto YouTube and watch that if you want to hear about more of the breakdown. We're just going to touch on the winners and then some questions about rugby. Just move into that direction. So the winners were Crusaders, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Blues, Waratahs, and just yesterday night, the Force, who finally got back to some form against Moana Pacifica. Mm. Uh, the big kind of ones out there, obviously the Blues being the Brumbies. We're going to touch on that very soon. Uh, and the Waratahs getting a massive win in uh, Highlanders country down in Dunedin. All yep. the other three games were kind of just ticking boxes, which they all did um, comfortably enough. Uh, and then the Force getting a big win to keep their potential shot at a finals berth still alive to kind of keep their eighth spot, uh, I guess, up in the air. So let's move straight into it, and we're going to go touch straight on to... The Brumbies versus the Blues. Now, I was unable to watch the game, so I just had the updates there. Uh, I yeah. had the Blues winning, thought the Blues would run rampant, was reading the updates and couldn't quite believe what I was reading, that it was A, so close, and B, not just how close it was, but how dominant the Blues were and how close the Brumbies kept it. I was at the Panthers versus the Roosters. I'm not going to lie, an NRL game. I'm sorry to all those who just watch us for Super Rugby, but I was at an NRL mm. game. However, on the other hand, Husey watched it and was messaging me throughout the game with some added updates. (laughs) So Husey, take us through. (laughs) Yeah, so Blues versus Brumbies, a.k.a. the Great Train Robbery, a.k.a. (laughs) Nick Berry should be fired. It wasn't Nick Berry. Look, it was a... Sorry? It wasn't Nick Berry. It was Damon Damon Murphy. Damon Murphy. It was Damon Murphy. Was it Damon Murphy? Murphy? Whatever. Referee should be fired. (laughs) Nick Berry did the Waratahs game. Whichever referee is, I don't fucking care. Whoever it was, fired. It was a travesty, right? Now, look, the game was a great one. Both teams played really well. The Brumbies in defense were amazing to to man up the way they did against against a, such a talented Blues team, forcing mistakes from the Blues um, all the time at a rate you don't usually see happen with the Blues. But the refer- it is awful to say the refereeing decided this game. Um, the a, a terrible... There's a few refereeing calls throughout the game where Blues players were coming in from the side or off their feet and they weren't getting called. At the end of the game, Brumbies were up 19-18, to 18, defending on their goal line. Brumbies get over the ball, looking like they performed a legitimate steal. The ref blows advantage to the Blues, for whatever reason, and then bloody Barrett kicks a field goal. 
fuck me running. Like, that is such a shit way to end that game. And the Brumbies absolutely deserve to win. And to see a clear refereeing mistake decide it is just awful. The Brumbies, they, they held out on their line. They caused the turnover. They everything a team is supposed to do to win against a quality opposition, and they had it taken away from them. Now, there are great things to be taken out of this game, particularly the scrum. The Brumbies scrum was amazing and it's it's very weird we've seen the last couple of weeks you know the waratahs against the hurricanes brumbies against the blues australian scrums are starting to come back into some kind of form um the backs for the brumbies played well containing the blues more than anything else it was really their job was less so in attack and more so just containing what the blues were trying to do to them they managed to really contain barrett and clark which is extraordinary to do um one of the greatest moments of the game, though, was Roger Tuovasashek just sprinting down the field after Nick White and and catching him. Um, you know, not an overall massive change to result again because I believe the Brumbies still scored after that anyway. But still, it was great to see the competitiveness of RTS, and it really showed both sides, neither side giving the other anything for free in this game. Two quality teams battling it out, and I think the Brumbies are really unfortunate to walk away from this one f- with a loss because they absolutely deserve to win. Yeah, and I guess. From my point of view, so I've, I've gone back and watched key points of this game just because I had to get my head mm-hmm. around it. So at halftime, as yeah. I'm reading the the report, kind of the, the, the live-by-live updates, I'm like, the Blues are going to run away with this. What the Brumbies have even put into just a half of rugby to, to hold out what they held out, they're going to be naked, they're going to fall apart. They didn't, mm-hmm. so huge credit to them. Showed Again, it's, it's one of those things I said, as long as they're competitive in those two games against Crusaders and Blues, it's enough for me to go... This Brumbies team can win a win a title. Now they've yep. made it hard on themselves because it can't go through uh, Canberra anymore, which is all right. Again, they I think they can still go away and beat teams. I'm not I'm not yep. I'm not put off by the Brumbies. You know what I mean? Even though they lost this game, I'm not put off by the Brumbies. I Alan Alatoa, probably the best game he's probably had all season, and he was fantastic. Looking back mm. over his stats, I was like, what the hell? Like he scrummed the way he scrummed and. Didn't give up any penalties. I think he won two turnovers at the breakdown, made 17 or something tackles with one miss as a prop. I was just like, guys, a beast, an absolute beast. Now, the last play... And I believe they, I believe yeah. Falau Fienga went off for a card as well at some point. He did, too. yes. Yeah, so to the fact that they were down a man at one point as well and to keep it that way is incredible. Yes. Now, now there's a couple of key points. Uh, I'm going to start with the Roger Tua versus Sheik chase down. Now, in the report, as I'm reading it... It doesn't say anything about him chasing him down in the penalty. It was just a penalty on a break. How was that not a yellow card? Now, watching it back, I'm like, I'm glad it wasn't a yellow card. I hate even those being penalties. I know it's high. You're grabbing someone, but yeah. you're chasing them down. So let's move on from that one. The last play of the game. I've watched this probably about 1,500 times. Okay, so it's a mistake, I think. I agree with you, Husey. I think it's a mistake. Now, mm. this is this is the, the game of rugby union, and this is the grey area that we find ourselves in. James Slipper makes the tackle, is probably a half a second too slow to roll away. A half a second, which a good team, you should do. Like, watch the Crusaders play, and they're always a half a second too slow to roll away. So then it goes, if you're not rolling away fast enough, the first person over the ball has a greater chance. Now, he was probably a half a second too slow. I don't think it's a penalty against James Slipper. I think it's probably the perfect play. Ollie Sapsford's the player over the ball. Good New Zealander, of course, New Zealander, trying to make the big play. Uh, He's over the ball. There's, there's a moment where he contacts, and so he's an attackler assist. Does he do a clear release? Maybe not, but I'm not. Again, there's so much shit like that happens so fast. I don't know how it wasn't a penalty to the Brumbies when the ref was looking yep. directly at it. Now, you could make the argument that a player already hit and the ruck had already formed, 
But the way the ref riffed it was that he looked at it for like two seconds. So he has to call a penalty. If he hasn't called the penalty to the Brumbies, it has to be a penalty to the Blues because he's looked at enough where the player should have released. So I've got no problem with it, the way he riffed it in the end. But I think if you watch it again, and you like you said, it was a mistake. It should have been a penalty, Brumbies. Yep. Now good on Barrett for kicking the drop goal. Probably would have kicked the penalty, won the game. I think we can go, Brumbies probably deserve to win that game. Let's say out of the two teams who would actually come away happier, I'd still be the Brumbies as much as they'll be angry because they didn't win. I don't think yeah. I don't think it changes a shitload of things. I think the the Crusaders probably still end up above them even without that potentially not a hundred percent. But I think I just went. You know what? In the end, it doesn't change a lot. But it's grown, given me the faith that the Brumbies can play bad, and I'm not saying they played bad, but like they were like 35 percent territory in possession by the end of the game. Yeah. They can play an average game and beat one of these top teams when they're playing average as well. So I was again. A game for the, sh- the, the the showpiece that it was, a big game like that. Disappointing finish. 21 penalties in a game sucks the game out of it. You know, that's a penalty every four minutes, yep. like I said. it's got to, You can't do that. Like I, I, I like a, you know, obviously there's some of those penalties are warranted, don't get me wrong, but yeah, there's got to be a line drawn somewhere where you're going, look. Because as soon as you start to even get to a team to get to 16 penalties, a referee has to be so hard on the other team. So I think it was like 9-1 at halftime. So, like, the second half, mm. it was, like, what, you know, 7-4. So, but he has to be hard on the other team, so he's constantly having to blow. So, there, yeah, I, I don't, I, I haven't, I didn't watch it enough to, to get the full aspect of that, but it's kind of a little bit disappointing. I Again, I don't think Damon Murphy may, you know, like, they, as the Brumby said, they expect an apology. I don't think they'll get an apology, and I don't think they, that other than yeah. the last play, they may deserve an apology. But I think... Uh, yeah, there was... There was a couple of instances, like in that last passage of play, there was one instance where the number five, I believe, from the Blues just clearly stepped around the side of the ruck and no penalty blown whatsoever. Like his foot's over, clearly over the advantage line from yep. the side and just nothing. And that, that should have ended the whole sequence before then, before even the next penalty, which led to the field, uh, yeah. the field goal. Like it should have been ended right there and then. So, yeah, I think that whole last passage of play. We'll the referee at. needs to yeah. go back and look at that and just, yeah, that needs to all be looked at because that was very disappointing. Yeah, and I guess this is, this is probably the most disappointing as, as we're actually talking more about the referee than the actual game, which was a fantastic game. So yeah. that's probably the most exactly. disappointing thing. But let's move on from that. What it has done, though, you go, you what go. it has done, though, and this is moving on from what it has done, though, is it has opened the door for the Waratahs. <laughs> because the Waratahs currently sit in sixth position. Which means that if the finals were to happen today, they would travel not to New Zealand, but to Canberra, just down the road, and take on the Brumbies there. That's practically home territory for the Waratahs there. So it's re- <laughs> if Waratahs can hang on to that sixth spot, they, they're in line for a favourable first-round finals matchup. So yes. well, let's, that's what it's done. Let's let's look at even this round ahead. So it's, it's a fascinating round because Hurricanes are playing the force. Uh, in Western mm-hmm. Australia, which the Force have it all to play for, because if they win and the Highlanders lose, they they're in, they're into the top eight for somehow, yep. some magic reason. Uh, I think the Chiefs have the Rebels potentially. Um, I'm just going off. The no, they've got the Dura. No, they've got the Dura. In the Dura, the Rebel, Rebels are playing the Highlanders in Fiji. Yeah, that'll be a so. Good. There's no guarantee that the Chiefs are going to win because we saw what happened even with the Highlanders going to Fiji. It's a tough yeah. place to win. Uh, so I go, the Waratahs have the Blues. Blues have se- secured their spot number one. So mm. fuck me, if they're not resting players, I wouldn't be surprised. So the Waratahs will target this game with an even opportunity to win. If someone drops, you know, let's say 
craziness happens and Chiefs and Hurricanes drop a game, both drop games, you know, mm. which isn't, it's not out of the, you know, realm of possibility. Waratahs end up in the goddamn fourth position and host a, host a semi-final against the Chiefs. Mm. Again, yep. it's not all done, but we, 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 like, I'm looking and it goes, if everything goes as we expect it, which Crusaders beat the Reds, let's say Waratahs lose to the Blues, even if the Waratahs beat the Blues, I think, and the Chiefs and the Hurricanes win, they all finish as they are now. So it's, yeah. it's, it's like you've kind of somehow found yourself in the ultimate position. Like as long as Crusaders get the job done against the Reds, which they have, they still have to win that to, to guarantee second spot. So you'd think that they'd, they'd put a pretty decent yeah. team out there. I go, it's incredible. Like it's like what, like you, you just, you're in a great position as a Waratahs fan. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of yep. looking at the finals. That's we've, we've pretty much got that decided a week early. So this week, could be a, a messy round or could be a preview, I feel like. It's, it's why it could go yep. either way. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, as a Waratahs fan, it's very exciting. I mean, um, I think we'll talk more about it in a second. But, yeah, the job that Darren Coleman's done this year, the job that the Waratahs players have done this year has been awesome to see as a fan. 100%. And that's what we'll step onto that. We are going to do an award show uh, for mm-hmm. the Super Rugby Pacific where we give out maybe a coach of the year. See who's nominated for that. I would be surprised if it's not Darren well, Coleman. But <laughs> yeah, I think we all know who's going to get who's going to win that. <laughs> so we we'll do should that. rename so the watch. award after him. <laughs> the Darren Coleman Award, yeah. And again, yeah. so yeah, we'll do a show with all that Rookie of the Year, our MVPs for the year, stuff like that. So that will be coming in the pipeline. Uh, sorry for the inconvenience of a technical difficulties that we just occurred. My camera decided it would uh, die. So I'm back looking <laughs> ugly again if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, we've just talked about the award show, so we're going to do that. So watch out for that. And then we're also going to be doing very similar to our fantasy draft for All Blacks versus Australia or Wallabies versus All Blacks uh, for a super rugby version of that. So watch out for that. Mm. Um, now, unfortunately, this round I didn't get to watch a lot of footy, so I haven't got an ox, ox nice guy player of the round. Did you spot anything in your watching of footy? Yeah, yeah, I did. So, did. yeah, my ox nice guy um, play of the round is the is the Waratahs allowing the Highlanders to score right at the end of the game. Um, similar to you know the, the it made that Highlanders look a little bit better by comparison. Gave them some extra points um, to put for their four and against to possibly get into that eighth place spot. Waratahs, if they were really trying, could have held them out and kept the score line down a bit more. Uh, but they decided not to humiliate their uh, New Zealand opponents and let them get a last minute try. You know just. You know, just because just cause they're nice guys. So I, the the Waratahs back line gets the nice guy play of the round. I actually was going to say it should go to Sam Gilbert for dropping Michael Hooper on his head, but I didn't know how my Australian audience would react to that. So. No. <laughs> you look, I, I get why where Sam Gilbert was coming from there, trying to fix it up a little bit, but there's only just so much you can do. The eyes are, or the eyes are too close together already. You can't. Uh, can't can't improve upon it that much. So I must say, I I, I, I read or I heard and read the, the the live updates of that game as well. When someone was like, "Oh, not Hooper again. He's been targeted." Rah rah rah. I I I feel like if you have a number seven on your back, you're going to be targeted because you put yourself in positions where you're yeah. like, in situations like that. 
any good seven puts himself in that position, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like so much like I think Sam Gilbert didn't see Michael Hoover and went, yeah, Michael Hoover, you're going on your head. He saw his number seven over yep. the ball, trying to steal it, I'll clean you out, as a good number seven is, and it just happens to be. So, it's the same for Richie mm-hmm. McCaw, the same thing, I think, similar to that. Like, you see a good number seven over the ball, get them out of the way, you know you know what you got to do. Um, but, yeah. Yep. All right, so the Waratahs backline are our nice guys play the round for letting the Highlanders score um, and just to help for their points difference. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we will move on to the NRL uh, in yes. round 11, which uh, was a good round, I would say. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great round. There are lots of good, lots of bad, and lots of ugly. So let's move on to our good, bad, and ugly. I always start us off, as I do. So I'm going to start us off with my good. My good. Now, I have the Cowboys down because the Cowboys, as I said earlier in the podcast, and I'm going to keep referring to, I, I, I believe in Todd Payton. and Whatever he's doing, mm-hmm. whatever liquid he's putting into his boys, they are firing. They are on top of the world. Uh, the dem- demolition job of the storm was something special. Now, we both picked them. I didn't think they would win by as much as they did, but yeah, they did. Uh, what I do have is a dot, 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 though, because... If I could really pick a team, it's a team that's coming back to back to form that I said earlier in the year where Husey was like, oh, there's something wrong there. There's nothing wrong there. They just took some time. Mm. They just needed some time to get things right. The Raiders are back, baby. Jamal Fogarty's back this week. They had a great week last week against yep. uh, the Rabbitohs, absolutely demolishing them. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more vindicated of, of all the shit I started speaking about, how good the Raiders were going to be this year, is that they're actually decided to start performing, which is good for me. So those are my two goods. Uh, I, 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 will, I will say, just to add on to that, I'm still not sold on the Raiders. The big test comes this week against Parramatta. I've picked Parramatta. If they if they can beat Parramatta, I, I'll hop on the, the green machine. <laughs> You'll jump on that wagon. Yeah, we like that. So that was, yeah. that was my good. Uh, for the bad. Now, the bad, I've got the Dragons versus the Warriors game now. He came in here and said, well, how can you have the Dragons versus the Warriors? Well, for a specific reason. I didn't care too much for the game because both of these teams were bottom eight teams. Now, they played at times some bottom eight football, I think. The Dragons will be disappointed they didn't put the Warriors to the sword quite a bit more because what I saw in the last 30 minutes was substantially terrible football by the Warriors. There was some plays where I was like, God, if I was like a hundred percent Warrior supporter, I see why the belief is 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 waning there because it was just like yeah. dumb. Aaron Pompey getting chucked over. You the can see why line. Chanel Harris Tavita doesn't <laughs> want to sign another contract. Wants <laughs> they, to take, take time, time off. off. Like, <laughs> I would too, man. Yeah, take some time off. Uh, the only good thing I really saw from that game was Tarek Sims hitting some form just for New South Wales back to it because. He made some plays where I was like, yep, we're on the outside of him, we're on the outside of him, and he's taken another man into touch, and he's made another tackle where we've dropped the ball. So he was a good part of that game, but the last 30 minutes of that, I was like, neither of these teams really wanted to win that game. Not as bad as the Warriors were, I thought. The Dragons, for this season, they needed the win, but they, if they want to make the top eight, they've got to be better than that. So that was my bad of the round. Mm. Now, the ugly... Uh, I, I had I was deciding which was more ugly and bad. Was the ugly going to be the Dragons Warriors because of the ugly, sh- you know, shit that I saw, or was it bad? And I decided that was the bad because the ugly is Tom Turbo getting another injury, um, and did it doing his shoulder, being out for pretty much the season. It's yeah, it sucks. Like again, he wasn't quite at the the level he was last year. Like like let's not get it wrong, he hadn't 
set the NRL world alight. So I don't know if the rule adjustments had changed that. The he just wasn't it wasn't quite as dominant as he was last year. But that doesn't mean he wasn't sitting there waiting to fire. And I think you know when he yep. got going, it would be dangerous. So it sucks. As much as I am not a, a Manly fan, nor am I a New South Wales fan, so it's probably good for Origin. Uh, you don't want to see the best players of the game being out of it. And it's funny because we're about to go into Origin where I think the two best players in the game aren't going to be playing in the game with Latrell Mitchell out and Tommy Turbo now out. I think it, it, it definitely makes the series a bit more even. Um, but mm. it is it is a sad I guess state of affairs that the biggest game on the grandest stage are missing two of the best players, if not the two best players. Yeah, at least, definitely at least two of the three or four best players for the Blues, for sure. Um, you can even say that three of the best players are out with Pappenhausen likely being gone. You know, there's, yeah, injuries have definitely taken their toll this this season. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on to my good, bad, and the ugly. So my good, um, look, the Cowboys would be up there for sure, but I'm actually going to go um, two other teams that were my good for the round, and that is the Broncos and the Sharks. So the Sharks missing some players with uh, with suspension and things like that, but I'm going to highlight two two players here, uh, one for the Broncos, one for the Sharks. For the Broncos, it's got to be Selwyn Cobbo, um, already in the talk for origin selection at his young age and very comparatively small NRL experience, but if you watch the way he plays, where he, he's just looking incredible. He looks like a future superstar. He's a star right now, but he's looking like a future superstar of the game. Um, and in fact, the Broncos have been getting it right recently. They're re-signing great players, Herbie Farnworth, Cobbo, locking them up instead of letting them walk like they did with David Fafita. But even that's not looking like the worst decision in the world anymore with how much money he's on and it, his availability and just general lack of game breaking that's been going on. So it looks like the the Broncos are sort of pulling a bit of a 76ers and trust in the process going from <laughs> the bottom uh, into playoff contention, maybe not winning anything um, as the Sixers fans will no doubt recall, <laughs> but uh, still getting them back up into competitiveness and out of the doldrums. So great work there for the Broncos. And then for the Sharks, the player I want to highlight, it's got to be Lockie Miller, the Olympian, the r- rugby sevens player, um, fulfilling his dream of playing in the NRL and on debut scoring a long-range try and looking like a fantastic fullback, a great um, backup for Will Kennedy. So great work to the Sharks. And look what happened. They lost last week when they put Nico Hines at one and not at seven. They moved Nico Hines back to seven. And look, they awesome. win. How about awesome. that? For one more week. Just one more week, put them at one, and they yep. couldn't deliver for me. No, <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't do it for you. Um, so, yeah, the Broncos and the Sharks were my good for the week. I mean, obviously, there are other good teams out there. I did also consider the West Tigers putting up 36 points, which is a season high for them, which was great. It wasn't against the Bulldogs, but still. Um, you know, the Eels being resilient, Cowboys and Panthers shellacking other top four teams. Uh, even the Raiders were in consideration for my good, but you already highlighted the Cowboys and the Raiders, uh, and the Panthers get enough good raps. They didn't need any more from me. Uh, now for my bad of the week, and it's actually the same as you. It's the Dragons and the Warriors, more specifically the Dragons, but it's not the Dragons players. For me, Anthony Griffin, the coach, fuck, it makes me question my faith in humanity <laughs> the period of the game where the dragons were the most dominant where they were the most on top where they were scoring the most points is when they had Jaden sullivan at hooker not only have they not promoted him to starting hooker um over moses Embai, put Embai on the bench or mcculloch on the bench mcculloch's back from injury they put mcculloch back at the starting line and Embai on the bench and dropped sullivan completely what the fuck are you doing like that 
I don't get it at all. I don't get it at all. You have two over 30 slow fucks in at hooker <laughs> instead of Jaden Sullivan, early 20s, fast, making plays at a dummy half. You look at these teams that have been successful. I've been ranting about it all season. What are they doing? They're playing the ball at a dummy half, speedy ruck movement. That's what you need in today's NRL. You know, Ben Hunt can only do so much. He can only put the team on his back so much. He's second in Dalian points contention for a reason. There's, but there's only so much he can do. And you need some more of that young talent out there. Junior Ramon is getting better and better. You're seeing that the on-the-field exposure is improving these players. Why aren't you exposing Sullivan more? I did like that they've put Cody Ramsey in at fullback and sort of installed him there, and he played a great game there. I think he's only going to get better and work better with the team. He's he's bulked up, and I think that's something that if Sloan wants to come in in the future and do, he needs to put on a bit of weight as well. Cause that was the knock on Ramsey a couple of years ago when he came in was he's a bit skinny. Um, you need a bit more of that size at fullback to carry the ball over the line and not get dragged back in the goal and to defend and things like that. So there are some positives, but fuck me running, like get the young guys in there. That's, there's a reason you've signed them and extended their contracts. Let them play, let the boys play. So that's my bad of the week is the dragon selection policy for last week and this upcoming week. Um, Alrighty, now, ugly for the round. This was more difficult to pick. Um, but my ugly for the round, and this is surprising to me considering only a couple of weeks ago they were my good, is the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> now, we did pick the Cowboys to win that game, but not to win it by that margin. Look, I th- obviously injuries have, have played their, have made their, taken their toll, but... The, you just get the sense that this year that the depth just isn't quite there for the Storm, where they can't sustain a couple of these injuries like they could a couple of years ago. Now, or even last year, where they did. Now, come end of the season, if health things all fall into place, I, the Melbourne Storm will be competitive and couldn't compete for a premiership. However, it just looked as if they had lost belief in themselves because of the injuries. And that is... N- Melbourne's not Melbourne Storm-esque at all. That is something you don't see out of a Craig Bellamy coach team. And you he's extended for one more year. Um, but I feel like he's... I still think he's a great coach, but I think he's reached the peak and he's maybe starting to just come off the peak a little bit. And he's just not not quite hitting the same notes. I don't know. It's it was it was a very ugly loss I've, for the for a Melbourne Storm team. I agree, I agree. Back to back ugly losses. Uh, but we were just saying two weeks before this, I think they'd put 160 on points on everyone. You know, like yeah, there's there. But that's when they're fully fully healthy, had everyone available. Every team's got to suffer injury, and if your team can't um, make it through injuries, then the you know you can't you won't be a top one side because you look at the Panthers they've got great depth they've made it past a few injuries that's where you and the Roosters in years gone by had that as well and these are the teams that are competing for and winning premierships even Melbourne last year they suffered some injuries but they were still there right at the end I so. still think I, I see what you're saying again in two weeks two bad losses but against one and two in the comp realistically now it's like yeah so I'm not too I think Jerome Hughes injury. Has has shined yeah. a light on how important he is to this team and how yeah. if they lose him to a long term injury, I think we start going. Oh, maybe this is fourth, fifth best team in the league. Maybe they can't win it this year. Oh yeah, and and that's that's the thing is what like I'm not worried about the Melbourne Storm season. They're going to be there come finals. They're going to be competing right to the end. But maybe they're not 
as you said, maybe they're the fourth best team. Maybe not the they're the first or second best team like they usually are. Yeah, hundred percent, totally agree. Well, there's our good, bad, and ugly for the for round eleven. Uh, a lot of talking points came out of that round. A special shout out, and I yeah. don't know how many people will be uh, that agreed with me, but Jared Rawer hit Hargreaves losing his absolute mind at I think it was Jared Sutton or one of the referees. Um, yeah. Because apparently he always gets put on report every time he plays, and what was a I think a fair to put him on report injury and then send him for ten for what he said, uh, and then get an yeah. eight hundred or fine. That's an ugly for the round, but uh, I know it wasn't mentioned. But I thought you know just shut up sometimes. Yeah. that's a that's a yeah, moment. Where exactly. Just gotta... He wouldn't have he wouldn't have been sent off if he hadn't opened his mouth. Exactly. So uh, JWH, you know, as as big and scary and as impactful he was, that was detrimental to the team. Unfortunately, let's move on to American sports uh, NBA. Uh, well, well into the semi-finals, the Celtics and the Heat are two all at the moment, which is turning out to be a great series. Unfortunately, all games have been blowouts, though, so we haven't yet to have a competitive game. So hopefully, we get some competitive games in that series. Uh, but mm. and Dallas won big today. Dallas won big to keep the series alive. It's now three one to the Warriors over the Mavs, but it's it's still open that series. I still have belief that the Mavs could uh, pull it back and do something that we haven't seen. In a very long time, if at all, uh, and come back from three 0 down. But this never, never forget the uh, the Warriors dropped a three one. Three sales, they did, the they did. So uh, it's it's not it's not it can be done, but can it be done with against this Warriors team? I would imagine they've got too much, too much ability and too much, I guess, support and firepower there. Mm. Uh, let's move quickly on to the EPL. Uh, football. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you actually watched much. Paid actors Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was all there. It was, it was all there for Liverpool to snatch it at the death. And I'm not a massive Liverpool fan by any means, but still, like, there, those three quick goals just broke the hearts of um, Liverpudlians and what are they called? <laughs> um, they're not Geordies there. What are they? Far out. Uh, what's the name for them? Scousers. Um, Scousers. Yeah. Broke the hearts of Scousers yeah. all across the world. I, I must say... You, I, can, you could hear the nasally whine <laughs> as they all cried out in pain. I don't know how a, how a league can play 38 games of football for each team, you know, over, what is that, like, yeah. over 200 games of football, so on and so forth. I don't know. The, the numbers aren't coming to me right now, but... And it can come down to the last 15 minutes and be so exciting. Like, I don't know how a league gets it so right like the EPL has mm. got it. And again, there's just talk about the Super League and rah, rah, on. But I know every season is not going to be like this and it's not going to come down. But there was eight yeah. out of those 10 games were meaningful games in the last game of the season, either for top four spot to Europa League, for the Conference League, to the relegation battle was still on the line. I just go, man, yep. there's a league that's getting it right right now. It's the EPL. Like, it's just insane. I don't know if you've seen much of Everton's revival. They were looking like they were going to be relegated, and then when they won the game, yeah. the storming of the pitch and just just, just, just to stay in, in the Premier League. It's a, it's inter- like, like I just sat there and I go, you couldn't do this in you know Super Rugby because we did this, like let's say you, know, you had a competition like this where they played everyone once and then the Blues won the title. It wouldn't be... It just wouldn't have the same atmosphere and the same. This is why we need finals and yeah. rugby. It just wouldn't have the the same theatre about it. And you know, sport is an entertainment business. And exactly, if, look, not all leagues need to run the same. Some something will work for one league and not work for another, and that's fine. Um, and yeah, as you said, EPL just gets it right. They've got on top of that though. They've got the UEFA Champions League stuff as well, which gives you some of that finals, finals spirit. Brief, yeah. So they, 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 yeah. Look, honestly, if I could. 
I if I could model all sports after one league uh, or one type of sport, it would be football and, and the EPL, where you've got sure you have your regular season, and then that leads up to the the Premiership title, winning uh, winning that. But then you've also got that that finals on top with that separate competition like um, the UEFA Champions League. I think that's such a really cool system because you're not always just playing the same teams. You get to see different teams every year in the Champions League, and um, it provides variety. And then you've also got you've got all these different competitions. There's just so much of the game played that I think it's um, it's really entertaining. I want to get into it more. I need to devote some time to to learn the game a bit more. But yeah, it's 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 entertaining even from just a very outside perspective. 100%. It's, it's, it's just mind-boggling to me. I go, I just don't even know how rugby could, you know, take that and use that. Like I could, you know what's funny? I could see something like, again, American football. I love it the way it is. Don't change it. But, like, American football yeah. could realistically do this with a league format. They don't have the, the Champions League opportunity because it's obviously only played in one. But they could easily do a league format and as the standings go, and you know you play everything, and make it a bigger season, rah rah rah. It, it could work mm. again. They 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 work it around, but if if there's like you said a league that you could just encapture and just go, yeah, let's push that into here and make it work as well as that. The EPL and and what football's doing is just insane. The fact that you know Liverpool still had up until that last point a quadruple opportunity and to win all four titles and. You know, still make a, a triple out of it. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy to think. Like, I love the fact that there's so many yep. like competitions like that and opportunities to win. And it's, it's something like, something like I look at New Zealand and I see with the ITM Cup, they try to do something similar with like relegation and uh, or ITM NPC. Yeah. Uh, but we've got the Ramfilly Shield, and and you know, at the moment the Ramfilly Shield games are what is going to get the most. You know, people bums on seats just about because mm. you don't care so much about everything else. But holding the Ramfilly Shield actually means something. Winning the Ramfilly Shield means something to, to fans. So I don't know if there's something like that we need to get to go into Super Rugby or stuff like that. And even in the NRL and stuff like that, I would love, you know, there was talk about Magic Round and the importance of it and how, you know, there was the talk of maybe we should make those games four-point rounds or something like that, you know. I disagree completely. That shouldn't be done. But like uh, an opportunity for a knockout tournament, like an FA Cup style tournament, I think mm. is so available there for every single league. Like having a midweek or an early week fixture, you know, and you've got to show your depth. So you start off like you've got your your inner uh, inner New South Wales Cup sides. You've got your Queensland Cup sides. Like yep. anyone can enter it. Yeah, you're going to get some blowouts and some teams, but you could have a fairy tale story. You know, the Brisbane Broncos playing the Ipswich Jets or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Something like that would Newtown, Newtown Jets. Jets. That would be fan- <laughs> fantastic. Just shit like that. I just yep. I love what that what they've been able to create and all the way through. Like it's it's you know Manchester United all the way through to the National League teams all the way down. Like there's ten odd leagues, and I know they've got more players and stuff like that, but it just to me, it looks like like the promotion, relegation, just everything like that. They've got it over in England and rugby. That's how they do it. I know they've got finals and qualifying, and they do a bit of both. And you know, it just it just seems to work even in rugby over there, over in the Europe uh, sector, which we we may have to do a bit of a comparison uh, one time on the podcast and just go, could we do this mm. over here? How could we make this work? Because what they've got going over there, I think, is fantastic. And now that the South African teams are involved, I just look, I go, man, we're we're missing a beat somewhere. Definitely, I feel. Yeah. Uh, even even NRL, not just rugby union, NRL as well. So, as great as it is, it's Absolutely. there's 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 this stuff we can always work on. But I think that title racing. Yeah. Congratulations to Man City. As much as I don't support them, it was a it was a well earned, you know, win in the end because they had to fight back from money well spent. Money well spent, and it's going to be interesting now. Newcastle comes with with what they've got in the in the buyover that they've had that. 
how how much of an impact that's going to put on to other teams and how much more spending are we going to see? I've just heard, uh, read somewhere where uh, Tottenham Hotspurs owners have said they've got an 80, $180 million you know, treasure chest to spend to improve on-field. So is that going to put them in the right direction? I think, yeah. Mm. It's just the amount of money over there blows your mind. But, uh, yeah, yep. that... That, that's that's the big roundup of, of, of the EPL. I know, uh, I think, Munich won uh, the German League, Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Uh, Real Madrid won La Liga. Uh, Celtic, by well, Australian coach, I can't say his name. Yeah, Andrew Postacogli. Yeah, there you go. Uh, won the Scottish League, whatever big leagues. PSG won, obviously, League Un. Um don't know if there's anything else. What am I missing? Ajax won Dutch league as we move around. Um, Serie A was AC Milan. AC Milan, yes. And then we've got, so we've got yep. the Champions League final, which is Real Madrid against Liverpool. For all you football cool. fans yep. out there, like we cover some sports. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything else from you, Husey, on this lovely Wednesday, Arvo? No, no, that's all for today. Um, it's good, a good episode. Got some good rugby and rugby league stuff in there. And yeah, we surprisingly uh, deep football talk there at the yeah, end. We get deep on everything. So big week, big final week in, and, and Super Rugby before we get into the final stages. So watch out for our mm-hmm. updates on that. But other than that, thank you for joining us for... I've forgotten what episode. Are we 22 now? I believe 22, 22. yeah. 22. And this is uh, Husey's 30th, so... Episode 22, big day in the life of the sports yep. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, thanks for joining <laughs> us. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. Cheers. Peace.